GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to Vaught International with four fantastic guests from the boys. So without further ado, let's go to the 99th floor and see who we find. Our first guest is an actress whose body of work includes Apex Legends, For All Mankind, and One Tree Hill. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of beleaguered Rebecca Saunders Butcher, better known to her friends as Becca. Please welcome Chantel Van Sant. Hi! Hey! How are you? I'm wonderful. Good to see you. Oh, good to have you here. It's great. It's great to have you and the castmates. Um, real quick, I just want to say I really, I really enjoyed the messengers. And um oh, thanks. I, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I wish it had gotten the, the chance it deserved. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think it was a show that started off one way and then you get too many cooks in the kitchen and now you're making like a Mexican Thai sushi infusion and it doesn't work. <laughs> but the idea of it all and the cast were just incredible. So I feel lucky for the experience. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. And again, big admirer of the rest of your work. And uh, let's get a little bit more into the boys. Let's bring out your castmates. For a second, he is an actor whose roles include Avatar, The Fast and the Furious, and Miracle at St. Anna. Today joins us to discuss the role of Marvin T. Milk, a.k.a. Mother's Milk. Please welcome Liza Alonso. Hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> How are you, boss? Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. Oh, so glad to have you here. I... I You've worked with you've worked with two of my favorite all time directors, Spike Lee and Jim Cameron. <laughs> ah, yeah, a lot of fun. Lot oh, of fun. I, I can imagine, and I can imagine very different styles as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny because uh, I remember one time working with Spike, and he asked me. Uh, he said, "So, how's working with 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 James? Is he tough?" I said, "I thought so at the time. I was like, but he was just a sparring partner to get me ready for you." And we both had a laugh. So they're both very tough, but they know what they want. And they're a lot of fun to work with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just want to say, I've really enjoyed your work tremendously across the board. And thank, thank you so much for being here. And I, I, lo I, love, I love this version of Milk. I love what you bring to the table to it. It's really wonderful. We'll get into more about that a little bit. Let's bring out the rest of the gang. Next, she is an actress whose credits include Jessica Jones, True Detective, and Captain Fantastic. A very underrated film. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of Annie January, better known as the Defender of Des Moines, Starlight. Please welcome Erin Moriarty. I haven't heard of Defender of Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm really good. How are you? I am very, very well. Um, like I said in the introduction, I'm a big fan of Captain Fantastic. Uh, great cast. I mean, got to work with Vigo and Frank Langella, who I have adored for decades. So, yeah, they're I'm, both wonderful. They're both wonderful. Vigo was one of the... It's really nice when you meet someone who's just so, like, brimming with talent and also one of the kindest human beings you've ever met. There's kind of nothing like that because... He's one of those actors who I've grown up watching and admired so much. And then you meet in real life and he exceeds your expectations uh, on a personal level. So it was just, it was lovely. It was so fun. Right. And just and what a, what a fun, challenging movie too. It's just really, that's a, it was a great project. And, um, but of course we're here to talk about the boys and the amazingness you have brought to that character. Thank you so much for, 
thank you so much for it. You really brought it to the table in Starlight. And uh, But let's go a little more. Let's bring out our next guest. He is an actor whose credits include Rampage, the Sasquatch sketch comedy show, and Star Trek Lower Decks. Today, he joins us to discuss his role of Huey Campbell. Please welcome Jack Quaid. Woo! Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy you shouted out my sketch comedy group. <laughs> that hey, just warms I, my heart. Thank you. I, I come from a sketch improv background myself, so I'm you with you, brother. Deal. I do, you, do you still have a, a, a weird closet full of props that you're never going to use? I have a storage unit full of props that I'm never going to use. Go. You're a pro. You you rented out space for it. That's how you know. Well, all the other stuff. I keep I keep I keep hoping I'm going to come across a young improv group that's just starting out, <laughs> and I can just be all like, "Here you go, kids. I just there you go. <laughs> you guys need some wigs. I got them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Been that. So, oh, uh, Jack, thanks for joining us here today. Um, Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, great job on Batman Long Halloween, and uh, that's all I'm going to say because having a big fan of the original comic, your character is an interesting arc on that. We've only seen part two, part one, and until part yeah. two, we won't talk anymore about it, but good no, job. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, that was that was really cool. I actually recorded that um, during the first season of The Boys when I was in Toronto, and it, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a great comic. Uh, they wanted to take their time with it, and I... I don't know. I thought they cut me out of the movie, to be honest, uh, because it had been so long since I heard from them. And then it came out and I watched it and it's and it's amazing. And uh, uh, fellow boys star Jensen, Jensen Ackles, he's Batman. He's incredible. He's a, such a good Batman. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. It's a really I love that comic book. And it was such a cool thing to be a part of. They, they can't cut your character out. And I'll leave it at that. And uh, great <laughs> and great job of Star Trek Lower Decks, by the way. Um, Thank you. Just loving the heck out of that. And again, it's, it's kind of funny if those who are on audience know we are having uh, John the Franks and John Delancey on our next event at 1 o'clock. So to keep uh, coming back and tuning in for that. But gentlemen and ladies, we are here to talk about the boys. Absolutely one of the best comic book media adaptations of the 21st century as a fan of the comic and as a fan of the genre and a fan of the show. I thank you all for being a part of this. I really, I thank you for your talents. I thank you for your performances. I thank you for your professionalism, and all this you've knocked it out of the park and it's a testament to you. It's a testament to the people behind the camera and everyone else involved. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our team is going through our chat room right now, pulling out the questions. In the meantime, uh, just to get us started, I would just love to hear how this began for each of you. Aaron, <laughs> I feel like you were the first person to go through that process. Yeah, I I remember I was I was sent this script and um I saw the the name Starlight in the character description, and I was like, "That that seems really on the nose." Not knowing that it was <laughs> satire, I was like, "Starlight, really?" And then I realized that the whole thing was comical and satirical. And I read the pilot, and I was like, "Wow!" I just you. There are a few moments I think we've all had where we've read a script, and it's just like I, you know that there's gonna be a cattle call for that role. And it, but you just have, I, I, I wouldn't even say I felt connected to the role. It was more the material. I just thought it was so good. So I taped for it and um, waited like a month and I didn't hear anything. Usually as an actor, I think at that point we all assume, okay, it's not going any further. And then I remember, this was, a, this was one of the funniest parts. 
I reached out to my agent saying, look, this script's incredible. I know that I probably didn't get it. I know there are so many, the process is going to be really long, but I just wanted to check in simply because I love it so much and I keep thinking about it. And they were like, oh, actually, yeah, you're going to test tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So it was so like one of the best surprises I've ever had. It's one of those moments as an actor where you kind of dream about. Like usually nine times out of ten you get an email back and they're like, it's not going any further. That was the one time they emailed back and they were like, yep, it's uh, you're testing. And so I tested with our showrunner Eric Kripke, who is one of my favorite human beings on earth, but I really did feel like I ran a marathon afterwards because he is Mm. most, the reason why he's so brilliant is because he's so specific and he is demanding of his actors, but in a really, really good way. And also simultaneously in a really kind way. He's a great guy, but we, I did like a 90 minute trying so many different ways. I walked out and I just felt depleted like I'd left it all in the room and I just thought it is what it is but the thing that he did and I know he did this to Jack as well which I so appreciate because this is also a part of the process that we're never awarded is he came out to me and said look I just want you to know that no matter where this goes because there are so many factors involved in the decision making you're 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 my creative choice which I would never have said had someone else been cast in it obviously because you don't want to be there are so many factors you never want to be degrading. I'm sure I've been the person once who's been the second choice. But in that moment, for him to tell me that was like, wow. It's You in kind the, of wish more world. people were communicative in that way. Yeah, because yeah. then at least you leave and you know that you left it all in the room. And just all I needed to know in that moment was that to kind of keep going. And then I got the job. And then I sat on the script for six months just getting more and more nervous about it because I loved it. <laughs> So much and I was I just had like stage fright for six months because I hadn't loved a script that much in so long so um yeah it was a really surprising exciting weird but awesome experience of getting cast in it simply because of Kripke mm. right on yeah right on yeah I, th- I, I mean yeah I remember when uh Eric pulled me aside and, and said that that never happens. I don't know. Like you, it feels good that even if I didn't get the role, I knew, you know, this guy had my back and that's why I love Eric Kripke. He's just incredible. And he's so collaborative with all the actors. I mean, I feel like everybody on this panel can attest to this. You can email him anything and he'll have a dialogue with you about the scene and, you know, lines you want to add lines you want to subtract, you know, it's not like, it's not like we can call all the shots. He's still the showrunner, obviously, but he's just sure. so, with that kind of collaboration, I think you get better performances. Uh, but, but my process with the thing was, I read it. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever read in my life. Uh, and, I, and I told my agents, like, I, I need to, if I'm not Huey, I need to be some part of this. I'll, I'll be a guy in the background, you know, fangirling after Homelander or something. Like, I, I want to <laughs> be in this thing. Um, I, I met with Eric. He's, he's amazing. Uh, I chemistry read with you, Aaron, uh, which I was so nervous for. Uh, and then I went in for Eric and Seth and Evan and, and they're, they're heroes of mine as well. So that was just, you know, I felt like I ran a marathon, uh, after that as well. It was, uh, it was a big process and, uh, yeah, I waited like a month. Uh, I, when I found out I got the part, I was happy and screaming for months uh, and then I, and then I got here and I got to meet all you wonderful people. And it's just been such a great 
I don't know. I just feel like it's been a, a series of really uh, happy accidents almost. I, I still can't really believe that I'm here. So this is really exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was my whole process with it. Right on, right on. Uh, Laz, how about you? So for me, um, it was interesting. I was on a, a, a cop show uh, and for a couple of seasons, and uh, I decided after that show was over that I didn't want to do any cop shows for a while. I said, all right, I've done my portion. I've kind of paid my dues on the cop show side. I don't want to play a cop. And I just really wanted to focus on doing projects that spoke about something spoke to me and spoke to people and to society. Mm. And, uh, and you know, for the first time in my career, I said, I'm going to take a chance and start saying no to, to stuff. You know, usually when you get a job offer, you know, you're like, all right, well, who knows when another one of these is going to come around. But uh, so, you know, once I got off that show, I started getting every cop show offer you could think of <laughs> from every network. You know, you'll be a military cop and you'll be a this cop, every version of a cop you can think of. You'll be an investor. But you wear street clothes, you know, like all this stuff. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll have a plucky rookie partner. Oh, man. I, I remember I got this one uh, uh, pilot audition, but I wouldn't be in the pilot. It would just be my voice on an answering machine. I was like... <laughs> Wait, did the answering machine fight crime? I, I was I was talking to a reporter on an answering machine. <laughs> and they're like, we promise you your character in episode two and from then on gets way bigger. I was like, I, I, I can't. I, I can't. If you're, like, if you're like Charlie and Charlie's Angels where you're a voice having live dialogue, one thing, but recorded messages. Like recorded messages, you know? He was just in love with this one. So anyway, make a long story short, uh, I only auditioned for one show that year. One and that was this one. Yeah. And out of everything I read, this was the only thing that spoke to me. This was the only thing that really like, you know, just made me say, "All right, I get it. Like, I can sink my teeth into this." And the material was just so cutting edge. And then I went online and I looked it up. And when I found out the source material, I was like, "Oh, this. How how are you even going to get this on the air?" Mm. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to audition. I I I I I feel you on that because when I heard, "Yeah, they're going to adapt the boys," I'm like. How are they gonna do that? Right. I, mean, I, 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 I uh, that, that, good for them. But uh, no, seriously. Again, they, they, they made really good, strong choices that kept the integrity and the spirit of the characters, but translated into this medium. And um, yeah, especially, especially your character. Uh <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, I went in there and I improved, and Kripke laughed. You know, that's usually a good sign. Uh, and he laughed a lot. You know, because I said, well he's laughing. Let me just keep improv So I just kept going and he just let me go. He let me go to town. And, uh, and then it was just the waiting game, you know, but I found out through, you know, your agents and lawyers are always kind of making phone calls that I was his choice as well. And uh, it was yes, just about just waiting it out till uh, all the dust settled. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I, to this day, as Jack said, you know, sometimes I pinch myself cause I'm like, God, I'm so lucky and blessed to be here, you know, surrounded by this cast and, and doing this type of stuff, of material. Laz, um, I can't say anything more than this, but you didn't realize you'd end up on a cop show, though, did you? 
Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's that's Aaron and my inside joke. It's all it's yeah, our inside yeah, yeah. joke. That's just like the that's not even a spoiler, but it's just the smallest little tease. But we joke about it all the time. I have no mm -hmm. idea what you're talking about, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> Maybe. Me? Yeah, it's like a it's like a cryptic uh <laughs> not season three, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> I uh yeah, I, no, I want to say Chantel, bring us home, bring us home. Um, okay, so I have the craziest, so I, I knew Eric from a show and I tested to be the lead of that show and I got that show, but then there was a conflict with the show I was doing, blah, 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 blah. Eric was amazing and asked me to do the pilot for him at least, playing a different character. I did it. Um, and it was such a wonderful working experience. And I will say, I know everybody sings his praises and he doesn't pay us to do it. He is one of the most loyal, collaborative, wonderful fucking humans in this entire yeah. business. Um, so when I auditioned, I was on a vacation um, in Mallorca. I was wasted as fuck. And I got <laughs> Hey, and nice. We change. It was like we need this. Like I literally just got off a boat all day long. I'm like sunburned, definitely drunk, and <laughs> blah blah blah. Our time. And I read sides, and it was like the scene of Becca and Butcher like laying in bed talking. I literally had my boyfriend film me drunk, <laughs> laying on the bed, yes. like, full on doing the scene, just like laying there wasted. <laughs> And um, I said to Din, I, I read I read no source material. I didn't even know it was Eric's project. I knew nothing. I honestly didn't really give an F because I told them like, I'm not doing any auditions on this trip and they kept pushing me to do it. So I was like, fine, I'll do one scene. Mm. This is your scene. I'm going to dinner, I'm drunk, I need to go eat. Wow. I got an email the next day from, from Eric that was like, got your tape, just want to let you know you booked it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my this is wow. And then I was like, oh my God, what did my tape look like? So I went to the computer and like watched the tape and I was like, wow, this is real interesting. Okay. <laughs> I doing research looking up like, what is the boys? I wrote Eric back. I was like, what, what fucking show did I just sign on to doing? <laughs> what is this? I'm not sure I want this, but. Um, wow. Even crazier part is this was when you guys were starting the season. Mm. I didn't work until the last block. So I knew I booked it and then I waited like almost six months and I flew in town during the last block because Carl had to shave for all the flashback stuff. So right, I came right, 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 right. Five episodes worth of yeah. work at the very end of the entire season. Wow while I was shooting another show. Um, but it was just, it was like the craziest experience. And to be honest, I had no idea even what the show was because I only got the scenes that I was in. I never really got the scripts until after I asked. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what fucking show I was on. I didn't know what I was doing the first season. It felt like its own really weird contained small short movie that I shot. And then when I watched the show, I became a fan of absolutely everybody and the work and the characters. And then I freaked out and was, you know, very excited to come back for season two, which was incredible. That's nice. awesome.
Yeah, it was like, and that's, I mean, I can't, I can't, I've never told that story because I've never been drunk. Oh, on it. <laughs> that's so I think that works. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it does. I think, especially when you were like, you know, I was on vacation. I didn't really give it, I didn't really give yes. a fuck. Cause I think most of the time when I go in and I'm like, all right, what, like, I don't, if I care less, I think I usually book it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. that's why I was terrified for this. Cause I had had time to like read everything and I was like I want this so bad and that almost never worked out when you yeah. want it that much and it's, it's, oh, it's such it's, a thing it's always the fire and forget auditions it's always the uh yeah oh, you booked that well I booked what huh yeah oh, that? <laughs> okay yeah nice <laughs> great I uh, just okay yeah sure so but well again I'm so glad you all made it on this show. And, and again, I'm, I'm so glad uh, what you brought to the table for it. And uh, we are good to go now on our audience questions. So let's nice. go ahead and roll our first one. And here's one from Anna who wants to know who's most likely to break character during a scene. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. It all, depends it all depends on what jokes are happening that day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do, I, I, this is such a boring answer, but like, I don't, you guys. Oh, I think I know. I think it's me because of just one scene. Uh, the scene that you and I did, Aaron, with Carl, with, where yeah, I'm okay. passed out in a coma in a hospital. Yeah. Uh, that was the hardest day ever yeah. because. You and Carl kept making me laugh. I'm supposed to be unconscious. Something yeah. about not being able to react at all. And just, you you know, you have to keep like a, like a dead face, basically. Like yeah. that makes everything so much funnier. And, and what was it? Like Carl kept saying his he line was like- uh, Strawberry. We're working with the same director now, currently from that episode. And she and I yeah. were reminiscing about that the other day. Yeah. He needed to say strawberry smoothie shampoo, and he could not for the life of him. He kept right. saying strawberry shortcake. And it was just called going strawberry cheesecake shortcake. Strawberry cheesecake shampoo. And so you have Jack like lying there who has to be a corpse who's just like your body. Oh, yeah. It's it's way creepier when I have to be a corpse. I'm just like, <laughs> like just <laughs> keep it. Oh God, it's, he's dying. it's terrifying. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. For me, the answer is me when I have to be in a coma. But I've I, I feel like you're right, Laz. It kind of depends on the scene. Mm-hmm. True, true. Yeah, uh, it's contextual, textual. Uh, yeah. Any any anybody else want to own up to the, them cracking up or? <laughs> I mean, listen. Like any scene that Carl is in, I'm already chuckling. Like I, I already start <laughs> off chuckling because you know between his accent and then he's always cracking jokes. At Chum. some point or another, you know the 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 floor is gonna fall. Yeah. So <laughs> we're always cracking jokes, and yeah. Fair. I remember when I mean because I basically only ever worked with like Carl or Tony, and like that was it. And all mm. of our stuff was so intense yeah, that I remember yeah. when we did like some of the final episodes, Laz and, and and Jack and I was like in the basement and everything was jokes. I'm like, wow, this is a different show than what I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We laugh, like all my stuff is like crying, you know, taking the kid, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So it was so nice to like enter into like this little friendship circle of you guys and all your inside jokes that you let me in on. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I loved that day when you came to the basement. That was such a fun yeah. day. You guys yeah. are feeding me food. <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. It was great. Yes. <laughs> uh, nice. And thank you. Great question to start us off with. What do we have next? Here's one from Sean. Uh, <laughs> who has the most uncomfortable costume and or attire? We all know. Without a doubt, Aaron. Right? We all know the answer to that. Um, it's really, it's it's difficult for me to go into detail about the extent of the discomfort because I've ended up in some really awkward situations because of it. Like, the suits are not conducive to us being able to Go, I was about to say go 10 one because that's the industry term. But like, if you need to go pee, there's a there's a heavy process to undo your suit. And season one, I would have to have them declothe me every time. Um, declothe me, unclothe me. Um, those suits are so they look so amazing. But I will say on hour fifteen, there is a level of concentration that you need to exert on simply transcending the discomfort of those costumes. Um, but I will say it's super <laughs> worth it because they're incredible. But on the, on the other end of the spectrum, my very first day on set ever on a show that I had no effing idea what I was doing, I was blown just pasties and vagina tape in front of Carl like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, so can I do it? Scene. This isn't a at <laughs> all. <laughs> okay. Never fun to have like your first day on a set. You're just basically, you know, naked in front of you know somebody you're just meeting. That was your first day on the boys. First oh my god, I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah, like, I can't even imagine what that's like. That's insane. Our sex bedroom scene. It was like, wow, we're just starting off this way. Okay, and then we went. Yeah. In Birthing. Such an actor moment. Yeah, yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. Let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. I get to wear what I probably wear in real life. Like, my boys always joke. They're like, bro, that's that's not mother's milk. That's you. <laughs> like, I've actually had to stop wearing some of my regular clothes because it looks too much like mother's milk. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. will be like, come on, guy. Are you in cosplay right now of your own character? <laughs> uh, it's that West thing going on. Can't let it go. <laughs> I've started dressing more like Kiwi, I've realized. I've 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 bought way more band t-shirts. I I we we're kind of becoming one, but it didn't start out that way. I dressed my own way, Huey dressed his way, and now we've kind of melded into one one entity. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, well, we had uh, uh, Anthony on here a few weeks ago. Um, he talked about it. He said, like, the costume wasn't so bad, but it was the fear of God they put into him about the cape. They said, that cape's worth more than you. <laughs> oh, those costumes Damn. are worth more than all of us. They're worth, they are. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got a cape, and it's always got that sheer flowiness to it. He was like, yeah, that's that's one thing that takes up most of, most of my concentration. But. <laughs> a way to let you pee now um so yeah i will say that the annie days are bliss for me when i get to wear my civilian clothing and i added a snap to both of my costumes and i was like should could we have done that in, in maybe instead of like i'm not gonna uh, there there were 
not accidents per se, but pseudo accidents that happened before that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 And, and Sean, great question. <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh, get him away! Get him away! I just uh, freaked out. I just freaked out about my own freak out. That's that's some that's some other shit. That's yeah, okay. absolutely. Thanks for that, GalaxyCon. <laughs> Our pleasure, it. Sean. Thank you. Fun question. What do we have next? And here's one from from Z. We know that Billy Joel is Huey soundtrack. What will be on the playlist for everybody else's character? Mm. Good question. I made a playlist for my character. Let me actually refer to that. Ooh. I know uh, Public Enemy would definitely be on the top of Mother's Milk's list. Um, uh, and like, I got this question on Twitter and people were like, well, how come Mother's Milk's ringtone was uh what's the song never gonna give you up never gonna down. the rick roll who was it was well, it's it, it's not it's not the song, but it's rick rolling when they used to do that like 10 years ago it was that right it, it's called never gonna give you up yeah. i think right? yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. Right. there's probably some parentheses in there too i don't know yeah, they're like well he wears hip-hop t-shirts but his his ringtone was that you know wh where does that make sense and you know you gotta remember that mother's milk uh, when he first came into the boys, he really hadn't reconnected to himself yet. Mm -hmm. He wasn't wearing hip hop t-shirts at the time. At that mm -hmm. time, he was still in plain clothes. Like his hip hop t-shirts are almost like his super suit, mm -hmm. you know? So at that time he was living more for Monique, for his girl who does listen to that type of music, who had him watching Highlander, who had him watching <laughs> Downton Abbey mm -hmm. and all these things that he did to kind of get out of boys mode yeah. and to try yeah. to assimilate to regular society that was mother's milk still under his you know kind of transitioning back into boys mode and yeah. so once he's in full boys mode it's gold chain it's you know the music it's the hip-hop t-shirts and you know it's it's a whole other it's it's back to who he really is yeah yeah and rick astley is the actual artist who rick did astley. that that's yeah. Astley. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Mo, one of our producers. Chatel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think is on? Uh, yeah. I mean, there was the one that the whole reason that you hear Butcher sing Spice Girls all the time is because she was. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> would, be, would be, you know, Spice Girls, which me in eighth grade had all the Spice Girls, Barbie dolls. Like I was obsessed, like maybe to an unhealthy extent. Um, I think I watched Spice World probably 150 times in my life. So I was just prepping for Becca. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but obviously any song by the Spice Girls would be Becca's. Mm, that's, yeah. I mean, I feel like the Spice Girls are like the soundtrack of the, I was so happy that we that the Spice Girls came into play in season two. So great. Um, I, I, I just looked at my playlist and I realized, like, I remember every time I've tried, this season was more like just Aaron's preference of music because I just chose things that would make me feel certain ways. So I almost feel like it's like more like emotion evocative than Annie. But the season one, I was like, okay, what would a girl from Des Moines, a young woman from Des Moines listen to? 
who's like also like she's got this female empowerment arc and there is a lot of Beyonce in there. Nice. There is yeah. a lot of Beyonce. Can't go wrong. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh Jack, uh yeah. we know Boo Huey's soundtrack. What's yours? Oh god, mine's like like for me? Yeah. That's a complicated question. I might I might also can't let you have off the hook. <laughs> consult Spotify. I don't know. I mean, I, I re- here's the thing. A lot of people ask me, like, did I like Billy Joel before this show? I really did. I was like a huge fan. Um, and the fact that like that became, I don't know, that that whole thing came out of like kind of a, an improvised bit that, that the director of the pilot, Dan Trachtenberg and, and Eric let me do, where I was talking about like how I don't, I'm not a good infiltrator because like my favorite artist is Billy Joel. And then that... <laughs> all these things kind of came out of that. Like, and it was yeah. so great to get this gift as an actor of like knowing what your character's favorite musician is, knowing, knowing who that is right out the gate. So that was yeah, amazing. Uh, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Louis Prima for some reason. <laughs> um, cool. uh, and uh, Beastie Boys for, for me. Um, yeah, Beastie Boys are heavily in my... Uh, season three Huey playlist. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but uh, I don't know. I think it's more like Aaron said something to kind of get you in the, in the yeah. mood. Uh, mm. I hope that's not right a spoiler on. either, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. See, <laughs> thank you. Very fun question. And let's roll another one. What do we have next from Mac? Which character from the show deserves more screen time? Ooh, this is a good question. Hmm. I'm going to say, just because I love every scene that he's in, I'm going to say The Deep. I just think that, I mean, he has a lot, but I just, I want more. I want, I want a whole Deep spinoff, in my opinion. <laughs> I just, I, I love Chase so much, and he's so good in that part. My vote would be Ashley. I think Colby is yes. so good. And, you know, uh, she's just so, season three is like, she is brought, she brings so much to the table that that character was originally supposed to be smaller and she was so good that Kirky had to write for her and keeps expanding her role. She, to me, is an example of an actress who booked a role, showed up to set, did such a good job that they literally had oh, to make God. more space for her. They continue to. And I just think that whole storyline, I think she's just, she's so good. Ashley's so hilarious and complicated and interesting. And that would be my vote. I'm with Aaron every time I remember coming into, because I hadn't gotten to really meet, I mean, so many of you for so long, I would see all these pictures of her amazing facial expressions. And I'm like, just looking at the pictures and I'm cracking up. I'm like, who is yeah. this amazing human? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say if, if we were to pick from our group, it would probably be Colby as well. You know, yeah. uh, she's just fun to watch. She's interesting and, and Chase. You know, I mean, that that was some of my favorite, some of my favorite scenes in season two, because he was by himself the whole time. Yeah, it was his own show. Yeah, I mean, a character that you start off hating, like Mm. totally hating for him to be able to, like, win the crowd over and start getting some empathy. It takes a lot of work to to get there. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So indeed. Fine. Great choices. Mac, thank you. Fun question. What do we have next? From Annie, do you have a favorite internet meme related to your character? <laughs> huh. Oh, I gotta, 
Hmm. Gotta think about this one. There are so many that are made every single day that are so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't have one for Becca. I do know one of my favorite things in the entire universe is when somebody posts a picture of mother's milk with a flesh scarf. That was <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Like, that's one of those moments you're like, oh my God, they're really going to do this? Yeah, like, that's oh, God. This? I'm like, the fan art that came out of that moment. Dear God. That's a stretchy arm, right? Right? It's not an arm. The funny thing is, Chantel, I'm in this group chat. And. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in this WhatsApp group chat, and it's all guys. And so when they they at some point, two guys are going to get into it. Yeah. And what they do is they Photoshop those type of scarves. Yeah. On each other's pictures, and it gets worse and worse, and just more offensive. I mean, to the point where they stop speaking for a, a couple of days because it just gets that bad. <laughs> and when and when. I shot this episode, I knew that I was gonna get destroyed in that group chat. I knew I was gonna get completely <laughs> annihilated. I was dreading the day that episode came out. And I was the one that broke the news to you that the, that the thing would be around you. And Laz didn't believe him. Yeah, well, cause you, I think you like had skimmed the script, right? I read, the, I, first, I, I read the first draft and in the first draft, it wasn't around my neck. Right. I just saw it in a TV monitor. And I was like, oh, that's a big love sausage. And that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, yeah, you're right. Because the new draft had come out, and I, I came up to you on set. Of, we were shooting something different. I'm like, oh, man, can you believe the next episode? What's going to happen to you? And you're like, no, no. Like, you thought I was messing with you. <laughs> yeah, it was you and Carl in the makeup yeah. trailer. And yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be around your neck. I was like, <laughs> I just knew y'all were, you know, picking on me. Then Frenchie comes in, and I'm like, nobody look at Frenchie. Nobody look at Frenchie. And so nobody looked at Frenchie. I'm like, Frenchie. And I asked him, and he's like, of course. You haven't read it? <laughs> no, of course. You have a big dick on your neck, of course. And so I, I just knew you guys were all just, you know, pulling another prank <laughs> until I went back to my trailer and read it for myself. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. I it was like when I would leave and come back and there was more and more pictures added to the hair and makeup trailer and there was a picture of it. And then they had constructed this amazing collage of all of us and like stills from set where like I was screaming with my mouth open. Somebody else had like big eyes and I'm like, what is happening? And they're like, we yeah. shot the scarf. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Our, our amazing hair and makeup department, they they put up like, you know, they have their own little monitors watching footage and they screenshot things. Uh, they do it just to kind of keep track of where our hair and, and makeup are at. But they also will screenshot just the funniest out of context, like us between faces kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. And they post it all around the hair and makeup trailer to the point where when we're shooting the final episode, it, we're, there's no like blank wall at all. It's just all <laughs> photos of us doing insane shit. Laz, did, that, did, that, did reading that moment make you want to be like, what happened to the cop shows? Or were you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> could have been an answering machine cop, man. Yeah, it's the answering no machine game. Like, it, 
I literally, I dreaded it every day after that until the day we shot it. Wow. And then we had to shoot it in this like two hours away from Toronto. So we had to stay out there the whole week. Just everything about it was just stressful. <laughs> wow. You know, I was just pulling my hair out like, okay, today's the day. And then they bring it on set. And the first one is like 20 feet long. And then they bring one that's 10 feet long. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was wrong, oh, buddy. But I will say, I will say, during an improv, uh, when it's wrapped around my neck, uh, you know, Frenchie and Kamiko are just kind of there staring at me like while I'm choking on it. And so uh, I just decided to call, uh, ask Frenchie to, to bite it. So I'm yelling. I'm like, Frenchie, bite it! Bite it! Frenchie, bite it! And on one of the takes, Tomer runs over and he just takes a huge chunk out of it. He's like, arr, arr, arr. he just starts chomping on it. Of course, I bust out laughing because I didn't expect him to do that. So he literally went in to save mother's milk and he started like just going going to town on it. It was oh, the most God. hilarious take. Oh, oh my God. Great. Oh. Somewhere that footage exists, I need to see it. Somewhere it exists, Jack. I need I to see it. Does. <laughs> oh my goodness. Annie, what a fantastic question. <laughs> and GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of the boys. Uh, uh, guests, this has been an absolute treat. Any final words for our audience before we go? Just thank you. Thank you, seriously. Thank you, so much fun. Thank yeah. you Patty. Oh, my, actually, my yeah, pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. It's been my absolute treat to serve you all today. Thank you to our audience for joining us, and thank you for your great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and remember, smiles are free. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna let you down.